Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review, where each week this podcast reviews the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. There's no affiliation, but um, <clears throat> I'm a fan. The guests that I have on are also fans, and we talk about the parts of the podcast for the week that we enjoyed the most and kind of give a bit of a rundown for it. Um, this week was a great podcast, podcast 1204 with Steve Ranella. Now, Steve Ranella is a hunter, a bow hunter primarily, but hunts all kinds of animals. He was a part of the show Meat Eater and Apex Warrior, which are both great shows. And uh, a good friend of Joe's, he got Joe into hunting quite a few years ago, and they've remained uh, pretty close ever since. <clears throat> you know, a lot of the pe appeal of Ranella is just, you know, really how talented he is, how uh, good of a hunter he is, how like kind of ethical he is with that, his understanding of how it all works. His ability to be able to kind of articulate the environment of hunting and what it means to hunt and uh, his connection to nature. And then also recently he just came out with a cookbook uh, for cooking like, you know, game and, and hunted animals, which is really cool because uh, a lot of times these animals, um, you know, may be hunted by great hunters, but maybe not eaten by good chefs. Uh, so it's cool to, to have someone that really knows how to cook this stuff. Uh, as well and uh, first off in their conversation Steve and Joe talk about 23andMe and kind of like ancestry stuff uh, Joe is like one point something percent African American or African I, I guess and uh, Stephen was two percent two percent black so slightly more black is uh, <laughs> Steve than Joe still not a lot black though um, they went kind of into the history of man, and, and uh, Steve knows a lot about like hunting through the ages um, and the history, because in a lot of ways he sees it. He's gone down to like remote parts of Peru and, and where people still hunt really basically, so he can kind of see like where we would have been you know, thousands of years ago. And, uh, um, and he said that modern humans are as violent as Neanderthals. Um, so Neanderthals, they even had bigger brains, they were shorter and stronger, but uh, the thought was that, that humans weren't as violent and the Neanderthal was just this ruthless monster, but no, it turns out we were about as ruthless, and we bred in with them, um, which is kind of a cool thing. I'd love to learn more about that and understand like how it happened. Like, Did they really get wiped out, or did we just interbreed with them, and, and if we could, you know... What does that even mean? Like, were we even that much different? And uh, it's just interesting. Uh, Joe said that Steve's uh, new cookbook is great. And uh, but Steve said he had to cut a lot out of it, uh, take a lot of um, pages out and sections just because of like editing. But he did spend a long time collecting the pictures. I haven't seen that book, um, but it would be great to get a hold of one. Uh, as cookbooks go, I'm sure it would be a super interesting one. And he, and he said a lot about the colors, the pictures, the... The, the illustrations, you know, are the, are the things that, that really make being able to follow this and, and picking things out of the book um, really important. He, he also said he didn't really do it by species almost, you know, whether it's like a salmon or a cod if you're preparing fish. But he just explained that it's like this is generally how to prepare fish like this and then other things you can do uh, to kind of cook with um, that way. 
Steve's uh, show that's on Netflix um, is really interesting. And Joe was saying this to Steve. I believe the same thing is because not only does he hunt on the show, but he also spends a lot of times uh, cooking. So he's, it's like a cooking show and a hunting show. And he really shows you how to like render fats and break things down. And, and that's pretty rare when where hunting shows go. Uh, so it is uh, super fascinating. And, and, you know, he has... He has that same kind of captivating way of talking, almost like Bourdain did. Like, no, what, he's so passionate about what he's saying, you can't help but just kind of like really get into it, which is awesome. Uh, then he talks a little bit about like the the early um, Americans, you know, and like the Lewis and Clark ages. He said the richest men in early America were uh, beaver traders and mostly traded in like beaver hats, which I thought was pretty cool. And he said even when Lewis and Clark traveled across the U.S., it wasn't like, you know, it was such, um, like, undiscovered lands as they kind of make out. Some of the tribes that they came across, those um, Na Native American tribes had, had, like, even traveled to France and met the king. So, you know, Lewis and Clark's story was a huge story, but it wasn't like they were really the first people to come in contact with these, uh, like, kind of native tribes and all the rest of it. Um, so it wasn't as untraveled as you think. A uh, big popular food back then was beaver tail. He was talking about it's not that good to eat, but it has a lot of fat in it and a lot of other meats very lean. So you would have needed the fat if you were traveling a lot. So you would have liked that. And, um, and then he talks about uh, a guy that he knows that actually um, it lives so secludedly that he's like an old guy who tends to some horses on this ranch. And he was kind of comparing that to like how we all live with so many people today. And we're, we're so kind of inundated with people that to get a chance just to kind of be on your own is fairly rare. But this guy, you know, he's often left some food, but generally not enough to survive, you know, the winter or however the time. So he goes out hunting. And uh, when Steve's visited with him, um, often he'd disappear for hours on end because like, you know, that's his solitary life. And it's very interesting, but you kind of adapt to it. You you probably, even holding a few conversations a day, if you're not used to it, is like super overwhelming, I would imagine. Uh, Joe talks to Steve about how his kids are really into fishing. And uh, he went bass fishing with, with uh, one of his kids in Florida. And she was so excited to get up and wake up at like 5 a.m. and go fishing. Uh, because she's just so into it. It's not like... She didn't want to just go to bed and and stay asleep. Like she was up and awake and ready for to go do this, which is cool. Like that's cool to hear the passion of that sort of thing. And um, you know, in the same way, Steve Ranella takes his kids hunting, and uh, he told a story about how he felt bad recently that his daughter had started crying on a hunt. Um, you know, whereas if his son had been crying, he would have just said shush. But he felt bad that his girl was. His daughter was cold and, and was struggling. Um, but generally, they're very supportive of his hunting. And, and there's, um, for example, he made some uh, sausages with fox meat. And the kids didn't even mind. It wasn't even a big deal. Then he talked about another type of meat that he really likes called squab. I'd never heard of this. I think I heard the term, but I wasn't sure what it was for. A squab is, is like uh, bird meat, like maybe pigeon or something. Um, that, but when it's a baby... So before it's flown and it's meat is different. It's pink and it's like more tender and more delicious 
Whereas once pigeons start flying, their meat kind of goes gray and it doesn't taste very good. So squab meat is is something that's it's very it's pink, it's tender. Uh, Steve Ranella, uh, you know, prefers it, and uh, it's just something I'd never even heard of. I'm kind of keen to try it. It's it sounds sad that like a baby bird needs to die, but um, you know, I'm sure I'm not going to eat it. Start eating it every day, so eating it one time would be fine. Uh, he talks a little bit about black bear meat, meat in his book that it's not that good. Uh, often because they eat a lot of rotten fish, so their so their meat is kind of gross. Uh, the good time to eat black bear is when they're foraging in blueberries and building up their fats for the winter, eating a lot of blueberries because their meat tastes a bit like blueberry, which is cool. And um, and then he he moved on to just kind of conservationist stuff and talking about how the mountain lions are doing really well across America. They're recolonizing a lot of areas. Uh, they're managed pretty well by the local wildlife uh, departments. And uh, it's a type of meat that people, that's very good, that he likes it a lot, that people don't often think about. And he says it tastes like pork, which is crazy to think. I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever eat a uh, mountain lion. Um, and, and then they talk about the hunting of them. Like, they don't allow the hunting of them, I don't think, in New Mexico. I mean, sorry, in California. Um you know, because people hate the idea of lion hunting, but they allow the park um, members to kill the animals and waste the meat. So the the people that run like the the government wildlife departments still have to go and regulate these creatures, even if hunting is not allowed. And you know, then all the meat is wasted because they they can't use it for anything. So the same number is dying, but it's it's like the ignorance of it makes it okay. Like because you don't hear people getting excited and going out hunting and posting pictures on social media, even though more of the animal will be used and it will be just as ethical, uh, because it's done by a regulatory board like the government, somehow it's okay. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know how I think about that. You know, if you don't want to know how something really works in reality, uh, yet still have strong opinions on it, um, I don't know. I... I don't kind of want to talk to you all that much. I think that people really need to learn and know what's going on and whether they like it or not, at least accept that reality. It seems strange to me. Uh, anyway, um, another thing that Steve was talking about on the podcast is uh, once an animal has recovered from the endangered list, meaning that its um, population has got so much larger that it's no longer an endangered creature... Um, it should go back to the states from the f from like federal uh, protection, and over time, when numbers get large enough, can be hunted again. And I wonder what your thoughts were on that, right? Because to me, it makes sense, but it would be weird to start hearing that there's like you know, bald eagle hunting is all of a sudden allowed just because their numbers have jumped up. But in a sense, it really is just a number game. If there's not enough of them, we shouldn't hunt them. And if there's too many, then that's a good thing to hunt. Um, it seems it seems to make sense. Uh, then Joe talks a little bit about how you can't buy game meat. Like, you can't buy elk, uh, other than, like, New Zealand elk. But you can't buy elk that's hunted in the U.S. <clears throat> you can only get it off other people that have hunted, or uh, you go hunt it yourself. And it's good that you can't buy the game meat, but it would be great to have professional restaurants that were able to cook it 
so you, so regular people that don't hunt could try amazing recipes. And I think that's a really good thought and an amazing idea. And it is kind of a shame uh, that that can't happen. So people can just enjoy that meat cooked at its best, and then maybe people will see uh, different things about it. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Then to wrap up, they talk a little bit about the Meat Eater podcast that Steve Ranella hosts. It's really good. If you haven't ever listened to it, check out some of the episodes. Check out the episode when they were attacked by a bear. I think it's a two-parter uh, on an Alaskan island. I forget the name of the island. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's a, an incredible podcast. Such a good listen. And he's really good at explaining things. If you want to learn more about hunting, I definitely recommend that. And also, uh, get his new book. Um, because um, it sounds fantastic. And he also talked about how eating squirrel is pretty tasty. I don't know about that. That sounds backcountry as hell, but, you know, he's tried it. He knows what he's doing. But anyway, check out that podcast and that conversation. It's fantastic. It's always cool to have uh, Steve on and listen to those two, um, you know, just get down to business. But uh, thanks so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.